Well, hello there. This is Charlie Transportation coming to you with another PSA announcement. I guess I'm supposed to say something about dragons here and fire and yeah, screw it. Listen, if you run into a dragon, you should probably just run in the opposite direction. I mean, they breathe fire and shit. Come on. Okay, bye. <laughs> Well, welcome back to the Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crits. I am the Almighty Crit, Aaron. And today's interesting fact is going to be... What's your favorite campaign setting? Mine is Graveyards, because fucking zombies and undead shit is awesome. Mark? (laughs) Uh, My name is Mark. I'll be playing the character known as Madlock Crocs. And my favorite campaign setting is like forest survival. Exploring. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. That's mm-hmm. yeah, I've played a few of those. Those are kind of fun. Daniel. <laughs> um Daniel, I'm playing the Mouseling Rogue Tariff. Oh, he didn't do a pause. No, I was gonna do it quick this time. Ah uh... next time be different. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say my favorite setting would either be it's kind of toss up between either swamp or deserts. Just depends on what Deserts, Blue Dragons? Of course. Of course. <laughs> Put the vodka down. <laughs> I'm Ariel. I play the Warlock Osman. And my favorite settings is open ocean boats. Because Kraken? Because of Philip. No, because Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Ha <laughs> ha. Cthulhu. And it's my vodka, by the way. <laughs> I can hold on to my vodka if I want. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Where we last left off, you guys had just been brought to the city of Kumadra. You were accompanied by the Black Dragon, in which you, Osman, had healed uh, against your better judgment. And on your way to Kumadra, you discovered something very troubling. You discovered the release of the Terrascue. In addition to this, one of your party members, Blix, was kidnapped by some unknown creatures and flown off into the distance. And that is where we will dive back in. You are all standing in front of a wood line. You've been given some sort of special sight to see through this wood. And you stare into this beautiful city of Kumadra. What would you all like to do? Go in. <laughs> My voice kind of cracked yeah, with that. Just, yeah, that, that, that sounds like a reasonable thing to do. Head in. All right. So you're all in agreement. So the black dragon leads the way. As you walk through the tall brush and the canopy overhangs you, the sun beats down on the back of your necks. As you reach the clearing to enter Kumadra. You see that it is a bustling city of normal human people. There doesn't seem to be a slave in sight. Anything that would even constitute slavery. It's odd. It's not the city that you were told about. It's not anywhere close to what you remember being told about. As you walk the streets and you continue to follow the Black Dragon, 
He leads you to a small hut in the center of the square. He turns to the three of you and says, This is where I will be taking my leave. If you are ever in need of me again. And he hands you a silver bell. Osmond. I'm going to take it. Ring it twice. No more, no less. Well, what happens if we do? (sighs) I thought I was the asshole. (laughs) He's just going to turn, open the door, and walk. Door shuts behind him. I take it. uh, He won't come. I'm going to stick it in my pocket. Okay. You are all three now in the center of Kumadra. I need to figure out where this girl is. I wonder how long I can be in here before they start kicking me out. I'm going to turn around and walk away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go find a bar. Oh, no. What are you doing, Tara? There was signs saying where we were, right, when we came in? Nope. So inside is not even labeled? Nope. So did the dragon say where we were? Yeah. Okay. Madra. Yep. So I am going to skip off and go find the jeweler. Oh, boy. Okay. Right. Well, we will start with our creepy old man. (laughs) As you wander the center of the city for a little while, you realize very quickly uh, that you need to roll me a perception roll. (laughs) I just realized I gotta look around. That's <laughs> uh, uh, 17. 17. Can you speak or read Draconic? I can. Good. So you notice, after looking around, you. All the signs are in Draconic. Every single thing that is written in this city is in Draconic. Boy, I hope the rest of them can read. This is. Um... Oh, it's been a long time since I've since I've had to read it, but I can find my way around. Through pondering through the signs, you eventually find one. It's a small little hut. Says Korkon's Tavern. Any port in a storm, I guess. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go inside. So as you slide in, it is a small hut on the interior. It's about 15 feet from the door to the bar. There are about six stools, and the bar itself is made out of what looks like some sort of reed that's been woven together, and there is simply a wall with a small window and a bar overhanging it, and those stools. It's a very simplistic bar. There's nobody else in here but you and the barkeep. I always enjoy a tiki bar. Um, I'm going to walk up to the counter, the bar. Okay. Sit down. Uh, Do you have a dwarven whiz ale by chance? Uh, Sorry, friend. No. How about elven wine? Again, no. What kind of alcohol do you have? He kind of looks you up and down. Now, the man himself is, he's about average height, six foot. He's well-kempt. He has a well-kept goatee, black hair, black goatee, dashingly beautiful blue eyes, average build. And he finishes looking you up and down. And I don't think you can handle what we have here, friend. 
I've, I've, I've drank with the best of them. I think uh-huh. I can handle it. All right. Well, it's your funeral. He kind of turns around and he waves his hand in front of a couple casks. We have dragons, Flame. Uh, we have the heart of the dragon. The cunning of the dragon. I'm sorry, can you repeat that one? The cunning. Oh, cunning. Okay, I thought I heard something <laughs> different Ooh. for a second. <laughs> and the wisdom of the elder. That one sounds pretty good. All right. So he takes a mug and he puts it under the tap. And as he's pouring it, it comes out purple. Fascinating. And it starts to fizz and bubble. And it froths up. And the froth is a light blue color. And he slides it over to you and he says, Two gold, please. All right. Um, can I start a tab? Certainly, but I don't think you'll get past this one. And he takes the gold. All right. He'll drink it down. I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. Okie My dude is surprisingly good at constitution saving throws. Ooh. And that is a total of a 22. Congratulations. As you drink this, the froth is warm, but the drink is cold, ice cold. And as it goes down, you feel it bubble in your stomach for a moment, and then it settles. And then you look up, and... He seems to be cleaning a glass, and there's a man leaving the bar. You've never seen this man enter. You didn't see him drink, but there's two empty glasses sitting next to you. Hmm. And the guy looks at you and says, Oh, you're awake, friend. I see. I need you to go ahead and add one point of wisdom. Hmm. Permanent. Um, can I get another one of those? Uh, I don't feel drunk. Sure you want to. Oh, yeah, I asked for it, didn't I? All right, so he takes your glass and he pours you another and slides it to you. And I'll drink it down. I need you to make me another constitution saving throw. That is an 18. That is a fail. <laughs> As this one goes down, it bubbles in your gut for a moment, and you immediately begin to hurl on the floor. And he just kind of, <laughs> I told you, friend. I told you. And you, for the next eight hours, are going to be suffering from poison. Okay. It, though it will not damage you, you will take poison as an effect. Okay. He kind of hands you a bucket as you finish and wipe your mouth. Hands you a bucket and a mop. Clean it up. And he taps the sign on the wall. And the sign simply reads, you make the mess, you clean it up. Sorry, I don't read Draconic. I'm just going to go outside. So he outside. points to a sign on the other side that is in common. <laughs> what is, what does that one behind the bar say again? Wait, which? Well, that one right right there. He kind of turns and looks. When I'm going to turn into a cat and run away. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> so as he turns back around, he goes, Hey, why are you? And the door shuts behind you. So you scurry out into the streets as a cat. Yep. And on that note, we will move over to Tariff. Yeah. Tariff, do you speak Draconic? Nope. So I'm going to look for <laughs> images. So as you wander around this small mouse, you see people eyeing you. Some of them with their eyebrows raised. Roll me a perception. Tink, 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 tink. 19. So you do see a couple of them kind of lick their lips as they look at you. 
and they keep going about their business. And one of the guys, you see him actively drooling, and he just kind of wipes his mouth, and he comes walking over to you. Now, this man is very dirty looking. He's got greasy, long black hair, and his eyes are very dark brown. And he kind of, say, friend, I'm going to have my hand in a pouch <laughs> that's full of sand. <laughs> you think uh, Slizabok can help you? Yeah, I'm looking for the jeweler. Ah, I know exactly where the jeweler is, right? Come, come. He kind of waves his hand and he wipes his mouth again. You thirsty? Yes. Well, we'll see if we can remedy that too. I'm gonna follow. <laughs> okay. So he leads you through some twists and turns and alleys, and then he leads you to a dead end. And he turns to you and he kind of. Now that we're alone. I would love to taste you, you delicious Sleep. little... As soon as he <laughs> says, taste me, I'm going to throw sand at him. Okay. All right. So you throw this sand, and he just kind of... <coughs> nice tricks. And he his teeth begin to grow into a sharpened point, each of them. And his eyes start to glow red, and you see smoke billowing from his nostrils. And he begins to transform into a bright red dragon. Does this take some time for him to transform? It is taking some time. I mean, if he's going to take time to transform... It's not going to be a ridiculous amount of time. I'm going to still run away. If he's, like, changing, I'm like, I'm not going (laughs) to... So you're going to run away now? Oh, yeah. Okay, what is your max movement speed? Not a lot. 25. Okay. So you are running... And he has finished changing, and now he is taking off after you. There's a small red wormling. Now I say small, very loosely. <laughs> uh, this thing comes charging after you, and it is gaining up to you at a rapid rate. What would you like to do? You are coming to a cross, a T, in the road. Well, in the alley. Have I seen any, like, holes or anything? That's... Roman perception. Nope. Uh, okay, no, you haven't seen any it's holes. Only a straight path ahead okay. of me. <laughs> yep. So you need to make a choice, left or right. Uh, this I thing will is game. Left. Okay, so you head left. This thing is a medium-sized creature, so he immediately just kind of veers and changes course. He is about ten feet away from you now, gaining. What would you like to do? I'm looking for outs. Roll me another perception. That is a 21. Okay. You do see a small hole to the right of you. Yeah. Small or tiny, I can fit into it. Okay. So you jump to it, and you wiggle through it, and you and you are in the back side of a tavern. Excellent. And you can see this thing's eye peering through the hole. I'll well, make sure I'm not anywhere around after I get through there. Just kind of <laughs> against the wall. Sure. <laughs> Still. Do the cartoon mouse Still. <laughs> Well, there's a wall there. Not me. Oh, I rolled, a, I rolled a one. Oh. So I'm not hiding very well. No, you're not. But I am out of his sight. Yeah. So. so he's looking around. He, you know, a couple minutes goes by and he just kind of gives up chase and you hear him <laughs> as he kind of stomps off. You are in the backside of a tavern and there's this man looking down at you with beautiful blue eyes and black goatee and short black hair and he kind of you're not supposed to be back here 
and kind of picks you up and then puts you on the other side of the counter. So I'm going to make sure after he puts me down that I'm facing away from him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to open up my disguise kit. Yeah. And then I'm going to like paint on a little mustache. <laughs> okay. Put that away. Okay. And back. Oh, thanks. Clearly, it's the same mouse thing, but with a mustache now. <laughs> he kind of looks at you quizzically and... Right. It happens to everybody. So do you know where the jeweler is? Uh... Yes. Yes, I do. Can you point me in the safest direction there? Wise choice of words, friend. Yeah, or some bodyguards, because so, I think I was going to get eaten. So he kind of walks to the side of the wall and pushes open a false panel, and he comes to the other side of the bar, and he waves you to the front of the door, and he opens it, and he just points straight across the way, across like the center courtyard. This is the building right there. That is your jeweler. They clearly have a sign with like a... It's draconic. It doesn't have any jewels or pictures or anything. It's just in draconic. It is a very nice building. It's about a two-story building. I'll skip over there. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You know, way back. <laughs> just he just kind of rolls his eyes and shuts the door. Uh, you skip off and you wind up at the jewelers. As you enter this building, you see... Elegant and beautiful jewels all over the place on display. And there is a beautiful woman standing behind the counter with long blonde hair and a billowing white dress, fair skin, and silver eyes. And you kind of come to the counter. May I help you? So I'm assuming she's tall compared to me. Yeah, compared to you, yeah. She's average height for a human, six foot. So I'm going to look up. Yeah, I'm looking for some diamonds. We have these here, yes. How many you got? Um, quite a few. I need whatever this gets me. I'm going to set my bag of gold up on the... So 2,000 gold? Yeah. She kind of looks at it and goes... Maybe not all that, but close to it. Um, uh, right. Uh, she brings out several diamonds, a lot of small ones. Uh, a few medium-sized ones, and one really big one. It's probably the size of your head. So how much? How much is all those? All all of those? Yeah. How how much for all? It's probably around fifteen thousand gold. Yeah, I don't need all those. Oh, okay, but you asked me what it could get you, and I brought the assortment of what it could get you. Is there a particular diamond or something you're looking for? I mean, yes and no. Okay, well. Let's 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 haggle. This. We haggle now. No, 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 no haggle. What? Um, That's what I do. Um, what what is it you need? I need I need diamonds. I. She kind of leans forward, down to you, and goes. I I do not mean to be rude, but you are a small, mouse-like creature in a very unsafe place. I know. Uh, this I was is not almost, a threat. This is not a threat. I was almost eaten I, on I, my way here. I'm so sorry to hear that. You know what? I threw sand in his eyes, didn't do anything. <laughs> I couldn't imagine why. Um, my um, my concern is that I, I do have quite a bit of patronage here. And um, if you're around when particular people will come through, uh, I cannot guarantee your safety. So I would make your purchases quick. Um, I don't. I don't mean to rush you. 
I do apologize. Well, yeah, I'm fine with being in and out. I just want diamonds. Okay, uh, so then let's let's. She kind of leans back. Let's let's discuss what it is you're looking for. Oh, what size? Yes. It's got to be big enough to fool a god. <laughs> yes is not not an answer. I, I I may have confused you. I'm sorry. Um, what is it exactly in a diamond you are looking for? What are my options? Because I don't know what you mean. I have several options in mm-hmm. front of you. I'm, just, I'm looking at them. Um, which would you like? What catches your eye? Well, these are too small. Okay. So she kind of puts those in a black velvet bag and ties them up and puts them under the counter. How much is this one here at the point, the big one? Uh, that one is 1,500 gold. That's in the maybe pile. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you got another bag for that one? Uh, no. For the no. maybe pie? I don't need... No, I don't... No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you got another bag for the maybe pie? It's <laughs> diamond. One diamond the size of my head. Do you have a bag for that? Oh, my gosh. It's like going to the gas station and be like, uh, you just got the one soda. Yeah, can I get a bag for that? It's a can of soda. I know it's, what you're going to do. I know you're going to go right out there and drink it. It's like being behind the guy that can't decide what fucking lottery ticket he wants. It's like, yeah, can I just have, I don't know, like, just pick a goddamn oh lottery God, ticket. <laughs> you gave me this task. Anyway. You did. I did. So now you have to suffer with the consequences. <laughs> so how many of these ones can I get? We'll point at the medium one. You could get Probably right around, I would say, probably about seven of them. Ooh. Now, I'm going to want the biggest ones out of those seven. Oh, okay. And how much will that all cost me? So you you want the big diamond mm-hmm. and then seven other medium diamonds? Uh-huh. Okay. So she takes a moment. And she thinks for it, looks at you and goes, 3,600 gold. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is this too high for you? That's a lot of cash I don't have. I'm so sorry. I I cannot part with these for anything less. I do apologize. But it's an important mission I have. And these are important to me as well. And I would love to help you. But I simply cannot take a loss on these. So I'm going to point at the biggest one in the medium pile. Mm-hmm. So I add that one to the maybe pile. So she picks that it up in the back adds too? it to the maybe pile. No, no bag. No no bags. Are you sure? I'm positive. I saw a bag just a minute. Trust me, sir. I have been working here for years. And I have never had to use a bag for a maybe pile. But I do appreciate your courtesy and ask. I ask a lot. That's okay. So I don't need any of these. I'm going to push like the mediums towards her. <laughs> so she she catches them. And well, I'm not like pushing them, them off, just towards Yeah, them. she catches them and starts putting them away. I just need these two. Well, then that is going to be about 1,800 gold pieces. Well, I got enough in there. Are you going to count it for me? I would be most pleased to. And she kind of dumps the gold out and she's very carefully counting and very intently. She's got a big smile on her face when she does it. And a few moments go by. She finally counts it out and goes, Do you, do you want me to keep the rest as well? Uh, no. <laughs> she 
kind of looks defeated. Okay, seems fair. She kind of takes the 1,800 gold, puts the rest in your bag, and she looks at it longingly, and then hands the bag back to you. Now, do you have a bag for the baby pile? I, I can, yes, I can get you one, no problem. Yeah. So she comes back with a burlap sack and sacks him up and hands you the bag. Also, I'm going to pull out two silver pieces. This has nothing to do with value, but these match your eyes. I'm going to slide two silver pieces. She kind of blushes and and takes them. And... Thank you. All right, I'm gone. I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> Bye-bye! Bye, person! And I'm going to walk out. So you just kind of walk out to the street. Uh, all right, anything else you want to do from there? Uh, I'm going to skip and look for one of my two companions. Okay. You see a cat roaming in the middle of the street. I don't know that cat. <laughs> all right. So you're looking. And you well, yeah, I don't know the cat. Yeah. So. All right. So we're going to bring it on over to Osmond. What are you doing? I'm going to look for somebody walking in the road. Okay. Because I assume I've seen the signs now and realize they're draconic, right? Yeah. They're in writing. You can't quite understand unless you speak draconic. I do not. So, no, you cannot understand the writings. Yes, I'm going to look for somebody walking. So you do see a couple walking hand in hand. Excuse me. The man stops and looks at you. Uh, Yeah, sorry. What can we do to help you? Yeah, I'm looking for somebody who's supposed to be here. She uh, has fiery red hair and, like... These eyes, you know, are burnish. Her name's Azmita. I'm looking for her. At that, their eyes get real big. Oh, you've seen her? What do you want with the princess? The princess? Yeah, that's who I'm looking for, the princess. So you see the woman just kind of step back, and she begins to give you the snarling look. And the man does the same. We will defend the princess at all costs. I'm not here to kill her. Kind of look at each other confused. Then why are you here? I'm here to rescue her, take her back to the. Rescue her? What's that? You probably don't know. You're not from that island. I keep forgetting. Emperor Show. Show. Show Show. Shogun? Yeah, that one. I. I'm confused. You're not here to harm her. No. So they kind of back down a little bit. But now they just look puzzled. And the Shogun has sent you? Yeah. Uh, I I really think you should meet with Jasmita. That's not Asmita, so... Well, the, the, whoever that is knows where she is? The one in the saint. It'd be easier to explain to you after seeing. So they kind of take you, both of them, by your hands and lead you like a child. I'm, I'm... To these stone steps. And they lead you up the stone steps, and two nightly-looking figures cross halberds in front of these doors. And they speak in a weird tongue, almost like growls. And there's some words in between, but there's nothing. It all sounds angry. It's in a language completely foreign to you. And a few moments go by after them talking, and the halberds uncross, and they nod, and they take you in. And as they take you into this door, to your right of you, you see another guard at a table. 
and the man looks at you and says, um, would you be so kind as to deposit your weapons here? Yeah, sure. You know, leave me completely defenseless. You are safe here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take my mace mm-hmm. and set it wherever. So you set it on the table and the guard sitting at the table kind of looks at the other two quizzically and he says something again in that language and they shake their heads. I'll put my crossbow Mm -hmm. down and you know just because I don't understand your language I have a feeling you're talking shit. No, no we, we wouldn't do that. We do apologize. Um the guard here has observed um, something of the utmost privacy of yourself, and we we didn't. He asked if he should disclose it, and we said no. I'm looking at the guard, like what? He kind of just nods his head to you, and as a, almost in a sitting bow, you. We do apologize if this comes off as rude, but uh, you are quite a beautiful woman. Might we add that? You shouldn't hide who you truly are. I'm not a woman. Um, understood. Yes. I do apologize. And they just kind of look at each other like, oh, we fucked up. We don't know what to do. And they just kind of grab your hands and take you back. In I'm going to look at my arm at the bangle. Make mm-hmm. sure it's still there. It is. Okay. It is. They take you in. So it has come to my attention that I am the new favorite character of the Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit. And as such, I find it my responsibility to read the patrons in the middle of the episode. <coughs> Thank you to our Minotaur patron, Aperture Flash, and our Dragon patrons, Lupus Malum and Marquita Moore. You guys are freaking awesome. Yeah! Okay, bye! Fellow survivors, Vault 76ers, patriotic Americans, this is Lieutenant Colonel Valeria of the New Enclave. Follow our stories as our cast of characters emerge from the White Springs bunker to face an uncertain future in an Appalachia overrun with monsters. But as I always say, the wasteland isn't going to tame itself. Join us here on the Modus Files. We can be found on any Enclave sanctioned network including Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and more. Keep your Pip-Boys handy and listen for further instructions. Valeria out. And you see this woman. Beautiful. It's a large room, first off. Let's cover the room. The room is a very large room with seven stone pillars surrounding in a archway, like an arch shape. Beautiful stained glass throughout the room. If you want to take a moment to observe the stained glass, you can. It's Osman. He probably wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> um, the beautiful colors shine through the room. And then the dead center of the room with chains protruding from each one of the pillars, connecting around a young woman's throat, arms, legs, and torso is a beautiful red-headed woman wearing a oriental rope. And she just kind of has her head bowed in, you know, sorrow-like stance on her knees. We present to you the princess, Jasmunda. Why is she changed up? 
she hasn't been the same since she returned. Yeah, probably because she was kidnapped. The woman grabs the shoulder of her assumed lover and kind of nods to him. And he looks to you and says, she wasn't kidnapped here. We rescued her, but we weren't weren't able to rescue the men that stole her away. She tore them from limb to limb. And originally, we did not blame her for this, but she's also killed six of our guards upon being brought here. Do you blame her? You stole her. We did not steal her. She belongs here with her kind. I think that's for her to decide, not you. So as she hears this, her head lifts, and you see this black ichor dripping from her forehead down her face. And one of her eyes is completely blood red. What's wrong with you? She just kind of gives this wicked smirk and goes back to bowing her head. What did you do to her now? We did nothing. After she killed those guards, she she started to change. Huh. We we brought you here to possibly help you understand the situation we're in and perhaps ask you to aid us. In what? We fear that there may be some sort of plague roaming through this village. We are not as we appear. I figured you're all dragons, aren't you? How did you know? Because I came here with one. Who? I don't know his name. Did he say his name? I'm like pondering. Did he say his name? He's a black dragon. Works for Veda. I don't remember. He could have said his name. He's home. I don't pay attention. The great father is home. And they all kind of look at each other with happiness in their eyes. Yay, celebration. So what am I going to do with her? What aid do you need? The dragons here have each been suffering from this plague. Y'all look fine to me. We are fine, but the others are not. And the father had journeyed outside the village to discover what took the mother. The mother has been afflicted by this. And the ascended gold one, each of them have become dark, destructive. Okay, so let me just take her and I'll take her back to the island. Done, right? She will kill you. Eh. She's chained up. We'll be fine. These chains being held to these sacred pillars are the only thing keeping her from annihilating us all. That means I'm not going to get my reward. Isn't that great? They kind of look at you with this face of, really? <laughs> yeah, the, the if it's world, money, the world after, doesn't run on kindness, does it? If it's money you're after, jewels, riches, whatever it is you want, we can give you. We really just need your aid. Help us discover what is afflicting our family, our friends. We dragons fled here after the stasis was released, hoping to get away from the creatures that roam these lands now. After the Great War, the few dragons that were left, we saw to it that treasure and items that we once loved aren't quite worth it. Our lives are worth more. Really? For a dragon to say that? That's pretty impressive. Well, some dragons. There are some of us out there that are still following in the footsteps of Tiamat and Bahamut and still eternally fighting. 
But for the few of us, the 20 of us, we only want peace. We would like to live amongst you. Yeah, you can count on your friendly neighborhood, Osman, to uh, assist you. You know who I have? I have a mouse and an old perv. That's that's who I have for my help. Well, <clears throat> best of luck to you. Any any clues or anything to help me along uh, my way? Uh, yes. Um, I would speak to the father. The dude I came here with? Uh, yes. I'm going to take the bell out and ring it twice. And you see the doors burst open behind you. Really? Yeah, really. They Already? T- they told me I had to talk to you. Who? And he kind of looks. Subit, what is it you desire? I'm going to look at them. <laughs> you said I had to talk to him. They just kind of look at the two of you. So there's this plague, I guess, now. Yes, has been for a while, yes. They want me to help figure it out. I said, are there any clues? And they said, talk to you. So you see his eyes swirl. It's green for a moment. And he looks with a scowl at the other two. And they kind of like back up. Do you think you would be of any use? Yes. Yes, I do. Such confidence has not been displayed. The entire time, though it may be short, that I have known you. Yeah, well, you know what? It could surprise you, just like it surprises me how I've lived this long. He kind of looks over your shoulder, and he kind of rushes over to the princess. And as he does, she looks up to him, and he backs up. And then he walks to the other two and speaks to them in Draconic. And then he walks over to you. Fine, you may eat. Just fix my daughter. No, that's... Really? Really? That's your daughter. You couldn't have told me that before. It was none of your concern. It kind of was since I'm supposed to be, you know, taking her back to the other guy. Gather your friends and meet me back in my hut. We have much to discuss. And he just kind of walks out. I'm going to stick the bell back in my pocket and go find Tariff and Madlock. Okay. So as you walk out, you gather your things and you walk down these stone steps. You need to roll me a perception. Wow, it's a pretty sky out there. <laughs> it's a fumble. Okay. Uh, <laughs> at this point, you've been wandering around for close to 20 minutes and haven't found anybody. Uh, roll me another perception, Tara. Wandering and skipping. Yes. I'm sure there's a song or two. Not yet. You can't just force them. <laughs> Uh, that is a 20 total. Okay, you do happen to see Osmond standing on the steps that are, I'd say, about 60 feet from where you're standing. So I'll skip up there, and keep in mind, I still do have the mustache. Okay. <laughs> skip up there is normal. What is on your face? What? What's on my face? That really bad mustache drawing? not drawing. I've always had that. I'm just gonna shake my head and where's old perv? About that time. (laughs) (laughs) You guys see a door fly open and these two dudes hurl the old man 
out into the street. And they say, stay out, you dirty pervert. And he's like, what? It was just my belly and I was a cat. And he kind of brushes himself off. He's like, oh, there you are. I've been looking for you. Did you know this entire place is written out in Draconic? Boy, I bet you guys have had a lot of fun trying to read that. I just asked people where to go. I threw sand at somebody. Huh. Awesome. What's um, that bag you got there? Well, you can add that place to the list of places I'm not allowed back anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's my bag. I was just asking what it was. We have to go talk to the dragon again. Nice mustache, by the way. Yeah, I know. I grew it. I'm just shaking my head and walking towards the hut. Okay. So as you walk towards the hut, you, I'm assuming, knock on the door. Oh, no. I'm just going to barge right in. Okay. You're barging right in. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm knocking. So you knock. The door swings open. And you see him sitting at a table. It's a very small, quaint little hut. I should have been a dick and ring the bell twice. (laughs) (laughs) Um. As you walk in, you see that there's a very large circle table in a lone little room, and there is a small cot to the side. As you watch, walk further in and actually enter the room with the table, you see that the towards the ceiling there are different shelves adorned with objects, beautiful objects. One of them is a rather large diamond, and he just kind of ushers you to the seats. What's that? What's what? I'm pointing towards the large diamond. Oh, that. None of your concern. Is it the one that Destiny's after? The less you know. The better. Oh, good child. I'm not a child. Sit. (laughs) I sit. By my standards, you're a child. I was about to say, I mean, compared to him, you're child. I'm just sighing and rolling my eyes. Do you all know where you are? In a hut? I've read about this place in books, yes. Never actually seen it. This is our old village. A few dragons before the time of the stasis decided they would abandon all they have come to know. The war caused us nothing but pain and misery. After universe cast us out into stasis oblivion, we vowed if we ever were to be released, we would accomplish our dream of peace. Though we are few, we are mighty. Unfortunately, something has plagued our people. I believe this has something to do with the corrupted one. And at that note, I need you, Osman, to roll me a constitution saving throw. Oh no. Oh no. That's a 12. You immediately, upon hearing this, you guys see her snap and just go blank in her eyes, physically glaze over as if she died. Uh, you're right over there. Osmond, you... Are dead? No. (laughs) Are currently in your own mind. The black void. (laughs) And you hear the tapping of something metal on the ground. It's rhythmic. Tap. 
tap, tap. And after each tap, you hear a series of footsteps. And then a man appears out of the blackness. This man is short, round, disgusting. He's wearing a tattered black cloak with grease stains. His teeth are yellowed and broken, jagged. His hair is balding, long, and greasy. And he kind of looks at you. and Osman. You don't really take good care of yourself, do you? As he licks his teeth, you see this worm-like thing crawling through. I take just fine care of myself. Thank you. You're disgusting. Oh, I've never heard such finer compliments. What? Oh, how have you grown? Who the fuck are you? Isla, you forget me? Yeah, I'm clearly I must have. Who are you? Now, I'm the corrupted one. How are you the dude we're after? After? Yeah. Oh, well, that's going to be quite a task. Did you see my toy I put out? No, I didn't. I'm sure he's causing all kinds of havoc now. I really don't care. Where are you? Well, what kind of game of cat and mouse would it be if I just told you where I was? We have a cat and a mouse, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, let's play a game. No, how about you just show yourself we kill you, done deal. Okay, let's do it your way, husband. How about you meet me in the fields, just outside of Kumatra? Okay. No tricks. We'll meet there. We North, south, east, or west. You gotta be a little... There, I'm sure there's fields everywhere. You'll figure it out. And then you snap. And you take a big, deep breath. <gasps> and in a matter of seconds her eyes for you guys her eyes were glazed a few seconds passed and she just snaps too and anyway that was the third time I was kicked out of the temple oh I think she's back he 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 is he. back sorry I don't know that yet <laughs> god well that was interesting well, what was that about Come on, we gotta go. Where are we going? To a field. Why field? I'm standing up and going out of the hut. Well, there's no time like the present, I suppose. He's not going to bother to address anything to do with the temple. You're just gonna leave it like that. Yeah, of course. Anything to do with the what? (laughs) He just kind of sits back and crosses his arms. And kind of scratches his temples. Yeah. Disgusting old man. Oh, by the way, I'm going to turn back into a cat. And you're going to have to carry me because there's a couple places that are looking for me around Just here. jump on my shoulder. All right. I'm going to turn into a cat and jump on her shoulder. All right. And on that note, that is where we're going to end it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. Hey, everybody, it's the Almighty Grid. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We love making these, and we're going to keep getting better. Big shout out to all our patrons again. Thank you so much for everything you do. And thank you all for listening. You're just as wonderful. You guys are awesome, incredible. We love you. Without all of you, this show wouldn't be worth it. 
As always, intro, outro, were done by Joseph McDade. Wonderful artist. Go check him out. Links in the show notes below. And if you want to hear more of our ridiculous antics, you can go check out one of our other shows on the Robots Radio Network, Call of Cthulhu, Mythos Mysteries. Or you can join us on Patreon, where we're going to release the exclusive Paladins episode. It's hilarious. And if you want to chat with us, we're always available, always ready to talk on Discord at the Robots Radio Network Discord. Links in the show notes below. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at 4 underscore crit. And if you love the show, let us know. Leave a review. We love them. We love to see them. And it helps us grow. Uh, Tell a friend. We love welcoming new friends of our own. Till next time, everybody. Keep those crits natural. Hello there. This is Mr. Tittles. Coming to invite you to join us on the Call of Cthulhu Mythos Mysteries. A live play Call of Cthulhu podcast where we explore the dark, dangerous, and mysterious aspects of the mythos. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hope to see you soon. <laughs>